Party people in the building tonight. I said, ooh, y'all looking good tonight. Okay. <laughs> I'm back. I have not recorded since 2-22-22. So I am back. It's now the month of May. We are in springtime in full bloom. And... I did a lot of traveling in April, at the end of March and April, so I'm just now coming back to you all. So I have a lot of things that I want to share, and this episode is going to be primarily about solo travel and travel in general, Um, abundance mindset versus lack, fear uh, mindset. And uh, survival mode, you know, coming out of that and moving into shifting into an abundance mindset. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to pop it off. First of all, I want to let you all know that there is nothing but abundance. There is only abundance. So when we choose other paths of fear or hustle mentality, survival mode mentality, We're choosing that and it's so hard and it's such a grind and it's such, um, it takes so much energy and it's exhausting and it, and you get into this cycle because you're literally working against your natural birthright of abundance. And so I want everyone to keep that in mind when you are thinking about what you want in life what you know you deserve, what you want to manifest, what you want to attract, what you want to align yourself with. Um, so that's the biggest piece for me. And traveling back to back like that, I really was able to shift and heal a lot, you know, in that arena as far as abundance and abundance mindset because we can talk that talk but walking that walk is another thing okay and I found myself really having to ask myself you know like why are you worrying about this you in paradise why are you worried about why why is your um default worry why is your default you know just assuming that lack will be like is gonna come about. Like what what is that? And so it took me back to um it took me back to growing up and my mom was raised by her her mother and her grandmother and my great grandmother, um, which is my mom's grandma, uh, lived through the Great Depression. And I really think, and she thinks this too, that those habits were passed down um just habitual not genetically you know just those habits were passed down we know as early as that time it could have been passed down even before then um of just living like you have to hoard and preserve and take precaution for lack that could happen in the future you know so for instance growing up my mom would use you know like sandwich bags or ziploc gallon bags um she would wash those out and reuse them i always hated that 
But I found myself trying to save some Ziploc bags. And I'm like, what the fuck? No, I'm not doing that. You know, because when you do things like that, or when you hold on to things that you need to give away or throw away or donate to sh- to a shelter or something or to the goodwill, when you hold on to things, you are telling yourself and you're telling your the universe that you won't be able to get it again, that you won't be able to get more or to get something new or to get something better. So you hold on to these shoes or these clothes in your closet, knowing you haven't worn them in a year because it's like, no, I might be, I might need that one day for this, 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 and that. And it's like, okay, if you need something one day, trust that God will meet that need whenever that time comes. But don't prepare yourself for potential lack in the future. Now, there is a balance there. There is a fine line there where you don't want to just be wasteful, just throwing away stuff that you can use. But don't prepare your mind for a time where you won't have something. And so now you want to hoard and save and hold on to something because of fear that in the future you will need it and you're going to regret throwing it away because you might not be able to afford something then. You know, that's just total screwed up mentality. But those things perpetuate lack in our lives because if you do that, then you are literally manifesting a time in the future where you will be in lack and you'll need something that you think you don't have the money or the means to uh, receive. So it's very important that you think about that, you know, even like looking, look in your trunk. What is in your trunk that you no longer need? Clean it out. Because when you do that, you are making space for new. You are making space for more. You are literally making, cleansing your physical space and letting the spirit, spirit realm know, okay, she's ready to receive more. She's ready to receive better because she is clearing out all the old of what she doesn't want. And as I say that, I'm convicted because there's like a lot of stuff that I need to organize and clean in my home. I know I need to do that, but you know, <clears throat> right now I'm I'm making a podcast. So I've been working towards it and I've been, you know, taking steps. And that's another thing. Don't beat yourself up if you find yourself, you know, in a cycle or a phase that is something that you've been doing all your life that you've been trying to change, you know, so I've been living in a lack and a fear mindset mentality for most of my life. You know, I was raised like that. My mom and my grandmother on both sides of my family went to college, had degrees, had jobs, careers, salaries. But, you know, my mom's side, it seemed like we just still struggled, you know, still worried about things like gas money or other things and penny pension. And I just it's like, what's the point of. Working so hard, getting into a career, going to work every day, and you are worried about little things that are necessities. That's not life. That's not living. And me traveling was a part of me. Really, what you all saw was for the people that, you know, watch me um, or follow me, you know, you saw an experience that I manifested and co-created with the universe or with God, you know, and I knew that that's something that I wanted. 
I, I knew I already told God for this year, you know, I did an opulence ritual with Awakened by Shanice and she's on Instagram, Awakened by Shanice. Um, and it was an opulence ritual at the beginning of the year, um, maybe like on one eleven or something. And I really, I specifically remember manifesting wanting to travel. I asked God to send me on a trip every month. And this is the month of May. I don't know where I'm going this month or if I'll go somewhere. But I wanted to travel and get out and about every single month. And so far, every month, I've gone somewhere. January, I went to California. February, I went to New Orleans. March, I went to Hawaii. April, I went on a cruise to... Um, Lord, where did we go? We went to the Dominican Republic, Curacao, and Aruba. And, um, May, let's see what's popping. May, I'm really focused on my business and building my business. Um, but, and that's another thing I ask to travel. And I've been asking this to travel and to be able to make business connections and make money when I'm traveling or at least make a uh, foundation for a business connection um and that's just something that's been really important to me to do so with all of that being said I had to lay down that first because I need y'all to know that because there's so many people that are like um oh girl I want to get like you I want to da and it's like sweetie I got like me what you saw is me getting like the me that I wanted to be that's what you saw before this, you know, I've been out of the country. I've had my passport since I was 16 years old, really 15 years old. But I tr- went out of the country for the first time at 13. Mexico, when I was 13, you didn't need a passport. Um, Canada, really, I went to Canada when I was 11 years old. So that was my first time going out of the country at 11. Uh, 16, Mexico. I mean, sorry. 13, Mexico, 16, I got my passport to go to Barbados for a mission trip. Um, Yes, I was going door to door spreading the gospel of Christ at the age of 16. Um, And that's why I be trying to tell y'all like, look, anytime that I have done anything spiritual or in the name of God, I've done it to the fullest and to the best of my capacity. So you can't check me or talk to me about nothing with spirituality or even about God or whatever, because I've always had my own relationship and my own knowing deep within myself. Um, when it came to Christianity and, and with spirituality anyways, 16 Barbados. And then I think 21, I was pregnant with Elijah. I was 20 or 21. I was 20. 20 years old. I went to Paris, France. And Jamaica at 25. Uh, Where else have I been, child? Um, Yeah. So, and I mean, after that, I went like on a cruise where we went to the Cayman Island, went back to Mexico, back to Jamaica. So, I've been places. I've been, you know, I've been places. I like traveling within the U.S. too because there's so much beauty and so much fun and so much good food within the U.S. as well. But, um, yeah, I've, I've been traveling. 
But you know how now these people travel like, oh, I want to do 30 countries under 30 or 40 countries under 40. And so it's a big thing and people are like really going after it. A lot of those people I see doing that don't have kids. (laughs) But I do also follow a lot of people that travel abroad with their children or with their family. And that's kind of what I aim for. You know, my next goal is to get a passport for my children and for us to travel abroad because my kids love to travel, especially my son. He loves to travel. Um, and he's very adventurous and he's, he, he'll tell me where he wants to go, what he wants to do. When he turned eight years old, we went to Miami for his birthday and that like started everything. He's been other places, but that was like icing on his cake. And he's like, I want to travel. You know, we went to California when he was four. Um, but I definitely want to travel more with my kids. But anyway, back to this, people are like, I want to get like you. I'm trying to travel like you. Y'all, there's really nothing to it. I mean, yes, you do need you need money. You need a plan. You know what I'm saying? You need to be able to sustain yourself out of town. You need emergency fund. So that if anything happens, you know, when you're out of town as well as when you come back, you haven't used all your money that you would have used for any emergency that comes up. You need to be able to travel without touching your emergency fund and you kind of want to have an emergency fund while you're traveling as well um just for that so there are some things you know that you do have to get in place and so if you don't already have those things in place while you're here you know in the states then you want to get that together regardless because you need an emergency fund whether you're traveling out of the country or traveling out of the state or traveling at all you need an emergency fund And so that's something that I learned in a financial peace class that I took at church about three or four years ago. So you want money. You want at least a thousand dollars saved up that you don't touch at all. So that if your washing machine breaks or if your car needs new brakes or, you know, anything, any maintenance that's just an emergency that you need to function daily, you're able to do. You know, you're able to get those things um, or done and taken care of without taking out a loan or asking family members for money. okay, or owing someone. Right. Or going into debt. So that's the first thing that I would say. That's what you want to work on, sustaining that and having that. You want to at least be able to sit with an emergency fund for three months. okay? so not building it. But you want to be able to sit on a thousand dollars that you have not touched for three months. And this is on the low end of things. Some of you all listening may have more than that, may do more than that. Um, And if you can't if you can't get to a thousand, think about five hundred. You want to at least have five hundred, you know, saved up three months consecutively without touching it. Now, once you have the discipline to do that and once again, there's different people listening. Some people are already hip to that and on that. If you're not and you're somebody who wants to travel, that's something I suggest first. Having, I would say $1,000, but if you don't have that yet, at least $500 that you, you can go to at any time. That's only for emergency. After that, y'all, it's easy peasy. Make sure all your bills are paid for the month that you plan and for the month that you uh actually will travel, you need all your bills and stuff paid up. You don't want to be touching no bill money. You, you know what I'm saying? But what I will say is this. They have, you can put flights on layaway, y'all. 
They have uh, programs called Affirm and Uplift. And so when those things come into play, I'm not sure what kind of credit score they're looking for or if they're looking at just your income or if they're looking at both of those things. But you want to be able to utilize programs like that. Or I'm not even going to say a program. You want to utilize um perks like that. So if you're going Southwest, I'm I'm really not trying to stop fly Southwest anymore. I mean, I will because I have points built up with them, but they kind of disappointed me, y'all, during my travel. I'll tell y'all about it. But American Airlines, I like them a lot, you know. So American, for, for instance, you get on American and you go to check out for your flight and they'll, it'll be like, um, you'll see it's either going to be uplift or affirm. I think they work with up. No, I think they work with a firm. So they work with a firm and say if your flight is round trip is $250. Um, they'll have, there'll be options where you can pay, um, you can pay over 12 months time. You can pay over six months time or you can pay over three months time. So, of course, if you pay over three months time, you might be paying, um, you know, $80 three times, whatever, you know, whatever would add up to um, the $250. Now, now my math's not the best, but you get what I'm saying. $275, you know, $75 something three times. Or you can do the the six-month option and you might be paying $30-something dollars over six months, every month. Or you may do the um twelve month option where you only paying nineteen or twenty dollars a month for twelve months. That's nothing, y'all. You can travel wherever you wanna go. They got flights on Layaway ain't no hack to it. It ain't no Oh, put me on that. No, it's go to the site, check out, and you're going to see the options that you can pay. And it'll say pay over time, buy now, pay later, you know, that type of wording. Um, And then the thing with those is, say if you book the flight on April 1st, no April Fool's, y'all. If you book the flight on April 1st, you're not even making your first payment until May 1st. So a month later is when you pay. And you can go on there, especially if you download the app, you can go on there and pay on it how you want to. It sets up a payment plan for you automatically, but you can go and pay $50, you know, right then or the next month or whatever um, to help you pay it down so that you're not worried about not having it later or something, which again, you shouldn't be thinking like that. Um, because right, you only have right now. And for right now, you have every single thing you need. So how dare you worry about something a month from now as if you won't have it? That's disrespectful to, to God. It's disrespectful to the universe. It's disrespectful to yourself and your higher self. How dare you sit here? You ate today. You got every single thing you need. Okay, and you worried about, I don't know if I'm going to be able to have it that next month because I don't know. Like, damn, what if you do have it? What if you can pay for it? What if you can pay all your debts and bills off next month because you were so aligned with the frequency of faith and abundance that you really allow things to flow into you? When we have those limiting mindsets, we literally put a stopper on the blessings. We literally turn our own faucets off. Faucets off. 
Okay, and we make the road to abundance harder when we don't just trust that we're going to continue to have every single thing we need, including a lot of the things that we want if we just believe that we can really have it and that we deserve it. And not just because you've been through bullshit, but just because you're here. And why do you think you're not supposed to experience the best of life? Why? And that's really a thing in the black community where we have, and then I think it does link to Christianity, where you have this, I'm not worthy, God, I'm not worthy. And you take that and you apply it to every area of your life. And a lot of Christians struggle um, financially and live paycheck to paycheck. I really feel like it has to do with the piece of unworthiness and really subconsciously believing that you're unworthy of the better things and the finer things in life. And so you just say, oh, God, I'm grateful and I'm thankful for what I have right here today. And it's like, OK, but since you're struggling and you in debt and you just backed all the way up and you really don't know how you paying the next bill How about you stop closing your eyes and wishing for a miracle? And how about you, one, put the work ethic in, and two, start believing that you are worthy of everything you desire. And you do deserve to be here. You do deserve life. That's one thing about growing up in a church that didn't sit well with me or doesn't sit well with me now. Us constantly crying and shouting and putting in songs i'm not worthy god i don't deserve to be here but i'm here and it's like what what are you really telling yourself and reinforcing to yourself over and over and over again we gotta look at that and you know what else when i went to a predominantly white church i didn't hear a whole lot of that Actually, when I went to a predominantly white church, it was a whole lot of teachings around financial literacy, financial wealth, and financial peace. Total opposite of when I was in the black church. We talk a good game, but they're in the black church from Chicago to Memphis to Arkansas. The churches I've been in have not taught real, concrete financial literacy to have financial freedom and financial peace is tied in the scriptures around tithing but then no real format to how do you budget and how do you take what you have to tell your money where it should go at the beginning or at the end of every month and have a plan You know, how do you pay off your credit card debt? How do you eliminate the cards you don't need? How do you do the things that you need to do with the cash that you have? How do you start to value your money and really become a better steward over your money? Besides just tithing and the scripture around tithing. And that's a problem that I have in the black community and the black church. Okay. Because. Really, lack, fear, and survival mindset is instilled in so many of the things that we do and say and profess in the church. And that's not biblical. <laughs> and if it is, then y'all struggle over there. I, I, I'd rather continue to be on the island somewhere. And uh, this is, again, not... um. 
I'm a product of the black church. <laughs> and Christ consciousness is still alive within me. Okay. So, and it's not to prove anything to anyone, but that's just to say, I'm not a church basher, but I will speak on things that I have issues with. Um, because, because that's really, that really does need to be addressed. Why is financial literacy not being taught in black churches outside of just the scripture around tithing? You know, why are we not taught about manifesting and visualization more? You know, because yes, it's speaking into existence, but why are we only speaking things to into existence out of a state of fear of, Oh, Lord, I just lost my job and I need to speak. I need to speak these bills paid into existence. Why are we not being proactive about how we earn, budget, maintain and, and, you know, um, attract and make more money? Why are we not being taught about that in the black church? That's that's a question that you should ask on Sunday or Wednesday or whenever. Um, Anyways, moving right along, you all. No excuse. They have flights on layaway. It's no trick to it. You don't need to buy anybody's manual to tell you about how to travel because you can book a flight to anywhere in the world and put it on layaway. That's number one. Um, Number two, before I knew about flights being on layaway or I, I saw that being offered, something that I had to do because I live in Arkansas, so there's no hub for flights you know so none of our airports are hubs so um i have to drive to a hub or i have to fly to a hub and then buy my ticket to leave out of there stuff like that um and when you put flights on layaway it kind of makes it easier so now i could just pay for the convenience versus trying to drive somewhere to get a flight and all of that. But like I said before, I knew about putting flights on layaway and I was going to spend Christmas in Chicago. Me and my kids got our round trip from Chicago to Miami, round trip, $300 including bags. It may have been 330 including bags. So three people, three tickets, round trip, $330 including our luggage. And we flew United and Spirit. No, we flew Clear Blue and Spirit. Okay, it was like clear blue on the way there, spirit back. And I looked up those flights on Google Flights. That's where I look up most of my flights because they usually have the cheapest. Now, Southwest does not come up on Google Flights. So, um, you know, if you have points with Southwest or with any other airline, you can always go through them. But Delta, American United, Spirit, all of those different airlines, uh, Frontier, um allegiant those flights usually come up on um clear blue those flights come up on google flights and you can always find a cheaper flight so skip lag usually everything that i look up on skip lag is also on google flights and i just feel like google flights is a little bit more comprehensive to use because you know, Google is our search engine. So every the features and everything already looks familiar. Um so personally, Google Flights is something that I use. 
and start getting start building points with these people if you notice that when you're booking when you do book a flight it's usually with american or delta go ahead and and book um i mean go ahead and establish an account with them so that you can start building up your points and using those points to fly for free um if you're interested in building your credit you can also and you know you want to travel you can also look into getting um a flight credit card or an airline credit card because you can build points different ways um with using the card um so that was just a you know a few tidbits about the first piece about booking the actual travel now when it comes to rooms some hotels also you can book um you can do layaway plans I didn't really find that so so much per se, so that's one thing. But another thing, y'all, for those of you all that are business owners, legit business owners that have licensed business LLCs, and say if you have a business card, you can also use your business cards to travel. Um, because for some of your business cards, um, if you uh, are booking flights or paying for gas, you can get points or those those type of purchases are eligible for points. So read the information about your card uh, with business cards or even with your personal credit cards and start charging that stuff, y'all, because that's another way to pretty much fly for free or buy now, pay later. You get what I'm saying? While building your credit. So look into those things for your personal credit cards and for your business cards. Um, Because like I said, things like flights and gas, those can be considered eligible purchases on some of those uh, cards. And back to the rooms. Um, So for instance, that's what brought me to that. I didn't really see a lot of rooms where you check out and you can pay with one of those layaway options, buy now, pay later. But if you have a credit card or a business credit card, charge card, you can charge start. You can start charging that stuff, buy now, pay later, and build your credit at the same time. Um, so that's the option there. Um, to be honest with you. Um, my next thing for travel is manifesting some of the nicer places to stay. So when I went to Hawaii, I was trying to find um, a hotel that was like decently price ranged. Um, one thing I can tell you is that when I got to Hawaii, I saw a whole lot of hotels that did not come up on my Google search. So that's another thing where you might want to call somewhere um maybe even like the visit visiting center um if they have that at the place that you're going and ask about boutique hotels and asking about different hotels that are you know nice and affordable within price ranges or if you know someone that's traveled there before or that lives there looking that stuff up because I did contact someone that had traveled to Hawaii before I contacted people that used to live in Hawaii or a girl that was from Hawaii. And it was very hard to get hotel recommendations because of course, when people live there, they're not really staying in the hotels. And then also, um, when you Google for some reason, like I said, I don't know what it was. It was just personally my Google search or if other people have the same experience, but 
I got there and I saw all these different hotels that I probably could have looked up, you know, and did some price comparisons and I didn't see that. So I'm sure it's also about who makes their self searchable on these, um, um, you know, on Google and stuff too. So I think that's called like SEO or something like search engine, something, something. So, um, that was another thing. So when I went to Hawaii, y'all, first of all, the Hawaii trip was crazy. And so what I'm going to do is I'm probably going to talk about Hawaii and then I'm going to either make another segment or I'm going to make a total episode, a different separate episode for my cruise. But Hawaii was a solo trip, y'all. It was very very spiritual in nature. Um, and... It was so eye-opening, and I really did a lot to shift into healing for healing my mindset my abund- for as far as abundance is, is concerned. And it really was a big shift for me, you all. What you all have to realize is that our soul carries trauma and past experiences from past lives. And so... Some people are into that. Some people believe in it. Some people don't. Some people don't care. But for me, I really do believe that when we come here, um, we sign a soul contract to say that we're going to be here and we're going to do X, Y, and Z. Um, And we agree to a certain amount of things. And we have a mission while we're here that we're supposed to complete. And a lot of it is what we do to further ourselves and our soul growth. Okay, and in that process, we will affect other people and bless other people and change other people's lives. And that's what, you know, I think is, quote unquote, walking in your purpose. Okay, so with that being said, um, you may struggle with finances or uh, attracting or abundance simply because of what you've experienced in a past life. And it's so important to, you know, like get in touch with your soul and see like what part of this are you having trouble healing because it's remnants from a past life or it's remnants from something you grew up doing subconsciously and not realizing that it was contributing to a limiting mindset or fear or lack mindset. Like, for instance, what I told you about rewashing plastic bags and drying them out and reusing them instead of just going and buying a $2 box over again. You know, is that really saving money doing that when you have to use time and effort and might even be, even if you wash this out with some bleach, honey, this is still a plastic bag that you're going to put on another surface to dry out. That's nasty. Just get a new one, really, at a certain point. So you have to really, like, check those things and sit with yourself so that you can go back to the source and the root of what this thing is because it's really an ailment, you know. It's really, you know, <laughs> in some cases, a mental illness to do some of the things that we do um, when it concerns our survival mode and what we do in survival mode. Um, so think about that. Give me one second, y'all.
So, um, yeah, when I got to Hawaii, first of all, it was a whole lot of, it was, it was really hell almost getting there because like I said, leaving from Arkansas, what I did to, so that I wouldn't have to drive to Dallas to catch my flight, I caught a flight to Dallas. Because there was really no direct flights leaving straight going from Arkansas to Hawaii. So I drove to Dallas. I mean, I didn't want to drive to Dallas. So I flew to Dallas. And then from Dallas, I um, flew to Phoenix. But I had a very long layover from the from the time I made it to Dallas to the time that my flight was supposed to leave to go to Phoenix, okay? Because I bought those tickets separately, it was not a connecting flight. So I got to Dallas early in the morning, maybe 8 or 9 in the morning, and then my flight to Phoenix did not leave until like 4, y'all. I was in the airport for a while. Um, And what I didn't know is that I could have looked to see were there any earlier flights leaving from Phoenix, so that I wouldn't stay there so long. And I could have probably pushed my flights up. But I wasn't thinking like that. And I was kind of just chilling. So whatever. So the Phoenix flight was delayed because of weather. And it wasn't no bad weather nowhere. But whatever. So Phoenix. Uh, So Dallas to Phoenix. We got there. But we got there late. And I'm running, 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 running. Praying, praying, praying. To make my flight to Hawaii. Um, I was going to um, Waikiki, y'all, what's that called? Oh, Oahu, okay. So, Oahu, Honolulu is the same thing. Um, So, I was going to Honolulu because on your ticket, it's going to say Honolulu. But the island is Oahu. Um, So, I'm flying. I'm I'm racing through the airport to get there. Y'all, I get there. the, The plane is still at the gate, but they've closed the gate. And so, you know, once they close the gate, they don't open it back up unless it's something real strenuous because they will have to do everything over. And they've already accounted and done the flight manifesto and turned it in and all this type of stuff, which I understand. But I really don't give a fuck because I'm trying to get on this plane with the fuck. So how about Southwest? Y'all told me that, um, no, they can't let me on the flight and they can't do anything to compensate me. Because it was weather related. And when it's weather related, they don't do anything to compensate you. I went the fuck off on them people. I tried not to show my complete ass and I really didn't. I didn't cuss nobody out. But I went off and I was so frustrated. I cried and I called my auntie because my phone, it was everything was just going crazy. My phone wasn't working. Like my internet wasn't loading for me to at least look for another flight to leave from there for another airline. And I'm like, okay, so y'all can't put me on another flight with a different airline because they were saying they didn't have nothing leaving out to that morning they was trying to get me saying i had to stay in a hotel and that they wasn't gonna pay for no hotel for no transportation but that i couldn't leave out to the morning boy please i stayed in them folks face i went in i asked to speak to the manager i went off okay so they said oh well what finally what they ended up doing after they tried to tell me they couldn't do nothing, which I was not taking. And let me tell you, any other airline I flown and it was weather related, 
You know, they may not pay a whole stay for the hotel, but they will give you a discount on the hotel that's near the airport. And if you decide to sleep in the airport, they give you an overnight pack with like toothbrush, toothpaste, a blanket and a pillow, something. These fools wasn't trying to do nothing. I said, okay, Southwest. I've been flying Southwest all my life because as a younger child, I would fly to see my daddy from Chicago to Arkansas. You know, I was one of them kids that flew by themselves. And so I've been flying Southwest that long. Y'all don't play with me. I have had a rapper's reward number since 16. Do not play with me. Um, And they looked, I'm sure they looked at that too. You know, even though I don't have a lot of points because I used to not, you know, accumulate them and save them and stuff and type in my rapper rewards number and stuff. But y'all seeing I've been fucking with y'all for a long time. Do not play with me. So, and I'm a child of God and I need the spirit to move because you will not. This trip is supposed to be for me. This is my solo trip. You're not going to do it. So... They said, okay, what we can do is get you to Kona tonight. And once you're in Kona, it's a 45-minute flight to Honolulu. And you will leave at 7 a.m. in the morning, blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. So that's what I did. So I ended up being able to see two islands. Um, I saw Kona, and it was um, really country. But, you know, and the beach was like the, the way the beach was where I was, it was kind of weird. So I didn't get to see like the beautiful breathtaking beach part. Um, but it was still beautiful and it was nighttime. So I didn't see a whole lot. Um, but even like leaving that morning when the sun rose, absolutely beautiful. Absolutely freaking beautiful. I had some beautiful pictures from that. So I ended up seeing two islands. Um, a lot of people didn't know that because I didn't really broadcast that. I didn't type this on Facebook. I'm telling y'all everything here. Um, but when I got to Kona, y'all, I still had to spend $700 on a hotel because Hawaii, people will tell you anywhere you go in Hawaii, it's very expensive. Um, but you can always find like different deals and hacks, but for the, for the most part, it's very expensive. So for me to get a hotel that night, the only place, the cheapest place that was, the most affordable place that was open that could take me that night was um, this this one hotel. And it was like $700. I think it was like a part of Hilton, I think. But $700 for the night. Thank God I had it. And um, what God was trying to tell me and show me is, yeah, you might have to spend $700. But do you not think, don't you see that you had it? Do you think you're going to miss a beat on this trip because you had to spend $700 that you didn't expect? No. And I did not miss a beat. I was able to do everything that I needed to do, enjoy everything that I needed to enjoy. And what you also have to understand, you all, is that when you level up and you are literally going to the next level in abundance and in in, in the things that you've manifested and experiences in life that you want to live, you're going to have to spend more money. You will. Okay, so if you're believing God to go all these different places and to travel everywhere, you're going to come out of pocket and you're going to have. That's why I said you need an emergency fund for when you're traveling, because what if I only brought seven hundred dollars? I only had seven hundred dollars for my trip. Right. That would ruin my whole everything. And I would have been And their airport is outside. So ain't no sleeping at the airport. I mean, you could, I guess, but their airport is outside. It's an outdoor airport. So, 
when you are asking God to level up and to make it to these new levels and these new places that you want to go, even if it's just traveling and experiencing, you're going to have to level up your entire being, your entire state of mind. You're going to have to level up them pockets. You're going to have to be able, you're going to need to level up in every area. Or you'll stay confined to whatever level you're on. So you can't be scared to spend some money. And that means you can't be scared to make some money and invest in yourself and invest in your businesses or invest in whatever is going to help you generate more money and more flow and more income of money. So I spent that $700, right? Cool. Next day. And that was the other thing, too. It was just kind of like I've already paid for my hotel to stay this night, you know, so I had already paid for a hotel that was on a different island that I was supposed to stay at that night. And just because I and I couldn't I tried to call to get a hold to the hotel to let them know so I could probably get that night taken off. They wouldn't let me do it. So once I got there the next day, I still had to pay for that night. I had to eat that. So once again, you want to travel like a big dog, you're going to have to have them pockets like a big dog or at least the faith to match it. You feel me? So you do, like I said, you do need to have money to travel, but don't cancel yourself out of traveling because you think, oh, I can't afford it. Figure out what you need to do. And if you, if you can put a flight on layaway and you can put a room on a credit card and you just need your your expenses and emergency fund, then, you know, fuck with yourself and see what you got to do and make it happen. Right? And I needed to be able to do that on my own first before I try to do that with kids and really be panicking because I don't want my kids out nowhere looking crazy, let alone a different country. I mean, you know, a different island. Right? Because Hawaii definitely feels like a different country. You definitely don't feel like you're in the U.S. at all. I mean, of course, you. it's like very still, not very American, but it's still Americanized. But it's still very, like, authentic to the islanders. Like, the islanders do not play about Hawaii. They have preserved their culture. They have preserved the beauty of that of their island, of the islands, you know, like, beautiful. And that's just two islands that I've gone to. Um, absolutely beautiful. The trees, the luscious, the lushness of, of the earth and the trees and the grass and just, it's just natural beauty, y'all. So very beautiful. And I've been to some islands. Like I said, I've been to Barbados. I've been to Jamaica. I've been to the Cayman Islands. I've been to Aruba. I've been to the Dominican Republic. I've been to Curacao. I've been to Mexico. That's not an island, but you know, I've been to to a few places, and Hawaii has is by far the most lush and rich in beauty. Okay, um, personally, it's what I would say. When you go, even if you know where near the beach, well, of course, it's an island. You're gonna be near the beach, but even if you're not in view of the beach. The trees alone are freaking beautiful. The mountains and the lushness of the view. When you're not even looking at the ocean, when you're looking at the mountains, beautiful. Absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. So 
with all of that being said, y'all, um, Hawaii, you know, so I get there the next day and my hotel is like definitely not. So if we doing five stars, this is probably a two star hotel, to be honest. But my view, I had a balcony and my view made up for it all. It was clean. It just was not new and renovated and updated. It was kind of like an apartment style, you know. So I did like the fact that I had a full refrigerator. I had a full stove, a full sink. Um, I had a full closet space, a full bathroom. And I had two beds. It was a double bed for that room. You know, TV, cool. Um, but the balcony was what really did it, like, beautiful. My view was beautiful. So, and I slept with my balcony door cracked because I was up on the 11th floor. So, you know, wasn't nothing flying in or crawling in. So, I slept with my balcony door cracked because when I sleep with the air conditioner on in rooms, I get sick. So, I didn't, I didn't, you know, and this place had an air conditioned unit, you know, it wasn't like central air. You know, so I slept with the door cracked, um, at least during my naps. And then at night, I did kind of close it. But, y'all, beautiful. So, like I said, my next time traveling to Hawaii, I want to manifest um, even better hotel um, or Airbnb. But I would prefer a hotel, like, you know, so that can be in the heart of wherever I'm trying to be at. So I stayed in Waikiki. So I was like a, the street over from what I would say, um, hmm, Michigan Avenue. So like, so I'm from Chicago. So like Michigan Avenue is gonna be the street that has the, the Gucci, the Louis Vuitton, um, and all of the high-end stores and stuff, right? The water towers further down, stuff like that. Um, so I stayed one street over from that block of like where Hermes and um, Christian Dior and the Gucci store was at. And really like a Galleria was over there. Um, you know, so it was really a high-end area. Waikiki was very bougie. Um, but I stayed in Waikiki. My hotel was just not, um, was just, you know, not like the super most gorgeous or whatever, you know, but my whole stay for like four, five nights, four days, which of course I didn't stay five nights because one of my nights was in Kona, but it was only six, $600 for that whole time. And that's good going anywhere. So I had like, you know, basic minimal um, for my room, but then my whole experience was like lit, okay? And I had like a, I had excursions planned for each day. Um, One of my excursions got rescheduled. Another one of my excursions, I ended up canceling to go on a different um, luau with um, friends that were there already. And so my trip, you know, and that's another thing. If things happen and have to shift and change while you're out of town, don't let that ruin your trip. Also, don't go with people that are going to like make that have bad attitudes and they're pessimistic. They'll ruin everything. Again, this was a solo trip. So although once I got there, you know, I was like planning to have lunch with one of my uh, sorority sisters. 
Shout out to um Baby Pearl. So I was, you know, supposed to have lunch with her. I knew that. And I knew her birthday was going to be like that Sunday when I left. Um, or that Saturday, which whichever. And I think I left Friday morning. But she had um lots of different things planned. And so I was able to go to the Luau with her and her friends and some of our college friends. And um instead of going to the Luau that I was supposed to go to. So it was just a lot of different things because my whole trip I talked to God before I made any purchase, any reservation to say, hey, is this something I should do? I talked to God and my spiritual and my spiritual team, like, is this something I should do? Should I choose this luau? Should I choose that luau? Should I, you know, just reserve it or should I book it in full? And so most of my things I have booked in full and paid for. And that's another thing. So I went through the Viator app, V-I-A-T-O-R to book my excursions because it just seemed like they had everything already lined up with information and everything linked up. They gave you discounts and all of that. So I used that app to book my excursions for Hawaii. And you on that app, when you check out, you can also do Klarna for those excursions. So some of like, so the Luau was like $125, honey, I put that on Klarna. Four payments split up. So don't let anything you want to do, don't let the money deter you. And that's something you can even do going to Miami or to California. When you go to book different excursions or things that you want to do, you can put, you can go through apps like that and put that shit on Klarna. So don't just go and be like, oh, I'm going to the beach and to the room because I can't afford to do this stuff. Don't say that. Don't count yourself out of that. Look at where you're going, say what you want to do and talk to God and say, hey, this is what I want to do. Can you can you make it happen for me? And watch it all go through, you know, have that open mindset. So anyway, you know, um, this is this is still the first day I'm walking y'all through. That's my hotel. But I it was I just felt everything was beautiful. Everything was beautiful. So, so of course, I didn't get to get picked up by my van and get my luau, I mean, my lei that I had ordered. I ordered a fresh orchid lei for when I got picked up from the airport. But because I came from the different island, the, uh, you know, on a different day, I wasn't able to, they didn't have my lei ready. But the people in Hawaii, especially the... Um, the actual Hawaiians that that are a part of the Hawaiian culture in their roots are such honest people, so accommodating, peaceful, like everything's cool, everything's laid back, and I loved it. So they said, okay, what we'll do is we'll deliver your lay to you. And I ended up being out and about already. They called me and they pulled up on me on the block, baby. I was walking down the street. He pulled up on me. And the lay was so beautiful, so fresh. It smelled so good. It was gorgeous. I was just in love and in heaven, y'all. I felt so blessed. Every little thing, I just was lit up. I was beaming. And people was like, oh, we can see how happy you are, blah, blah, blah. Yes. I'm like, I'm in paradise. Uh, 
some shit I never thought I'd go to. I had always ruled Hawaii out because the tickets were so expensive and people say it's so expensive. And I went and I enjoyed myself and I had the time of my life and I did it by myself. It's nothing like a solo trip, y'all. I started taking solo trips in 2020. In 2020, I went to New Orleans for a solo trip and some spiritual shit to just tap into me. And y'all, so if you haven't taken a solo trip, do it. Do it for yourself. You're going to absolutely love it. It's something that everyone needs to experience. Okay? Everyone needs to go on a trip by themselves. And I know it's a lot of people that's like, I can't do that. I can't go on a trip by myself. Then it's like, oh, what can you do then? Why can't you do something by yourself? So, okay, maybe you don't want to go all the way to Hawaii by yourself. Maybe you're scared. Maybe you're this. Maybe you're that. But, okay, how about you go to a Miami trip or something else close or go to Texas by yourself and just do something fun and good and nice for you and treat yourself like you want somebody else to treat you. I can't ask God to, you know, have my boo send me on the trip doing this and this and that for me. If I, it's something I'm not even willing to do for myself and spend the money on for myself. <sighs> I'm getting tired. So I'm seeing right now there's going to be a part one for Hawaii. And there's going to be a part two. Because, <laughs> baby, I'm tired. <laughs> so, um... Anyway, y'all, when when I got there, you know, because I made it there so early, like 7.45 in the morning, when I got there, I took a nap, I checked in, I took a nap, I timed my nap, maybe an hour, two hours, I got back up, showered, and then I went out, ate, had my swimsuit on under my clothes so that I can go to the beach by myself, and I walked, you know, and then once I kind of got turned around, then I got an Uber. But I was able to walk and kind of see a lot. Um, and there are people that are homeless, you know, like how you go anywhere in the U.S. and you see people that are homeless or, you know, struggling or they look bummy or something like that. Like that, I did see that even in Waikiki, I saw that. I saw, you know, people that were, you know, struggling struggling in that way i'm not gonna say they was homeless but it was some people that look homeless and stuff um even in that area um and one of the biggest things y'all because sometimes i could be ditzy as smart as i am as on top of my shit as i am i could be ditzy so i'm walking down the street y'all trying to find this restaurant i'm you know i'm on my level i'm lit you know, shit, I'm, ba- I'm on vacation. I'm lit. I'm walking down the street, you know, entertaining myself, having strangers take my picture, you know, just loving life. I felt very safe the whole time as well. I never once felt in danger at all. So I sit down when I'm waiting for my lay to arrive because this guy literally just said, hey, I'm in front of this uh, hotel right here. I'm going to stop and wait on you. It's a bench. I got on bright orange. You'll see me. And so I sat there and waited for him. And then I got my lay and I was so excited to get my lay that once I got up, 
I started, I walked back off. I had like a bag from the ABC store because it's ABC stores everywhere. It's like a convenience store. They have everything you need. So I had my ABC um bag and I had my bag that my leg was in and I took off walking. I had recorded it and everything. I took off walking. Y'all, how about I get all the way down to the end of this block and I'm like, oh, there's some bikes. I'm, um, I was looking for this restaurant and I didn't see it. I'm like, maybe I passed the street. I don't know because I was lit. So I went to go try to pay for the bikes because I was going to get on the bike and ride to wherever the restaurant was. And y'all, my whole fanny pack, I did not have it. I said, what the fuck? I'm like, where the fuck did I leave that at? Boom. 